Yo, we good? Hey, man. The year is 2010, and I'm taking y'all back to some of the stuff I was listening to in 2010. This particular episode is kind of about college, and I always like to set the mood about what was that about 12 years ago. Uh, so check this out. Uh. High rollers, what's up? Drinks, Houston, what's up? Onyx, what's up? You does it, baby. You does it, baby. Harlem Knights, what's up? Hey, Treasures, this, what's this up? right here? Legends, what's up? Just love me, baby. I was Just on this. Yeah. Yeah. Walking the class at Tech, man. Hey, shout out to everybody, baby, man. Hey, I got the gunshots back. Hey, we in this thing, man. For real. Shout out to the Patreon gang, man. Y'all already know. Y'all get this. I ain't got to speak to the nothing. But uh, I ain't finna boy y'all, man. Let's get into the episode real quick. But what's good, everybody? It's your boy HD, and I'm back, man. Hang on, look, I'm really back. I'm back with the gunshots, man. Episode 53 of the Textual Talk podcast, where we talk about everything tech careers, tech life, tech college, tech news, you name it, man. And um, if you're rocking with us right now on YouTube, go ahead, hit the like button. It helps us out. And, you know, if you're enjoying it, make sure you subscribe and share it out to all your friends who need to hear this. Uh, today's episode is is going to be about I get a lot of people always ask me like hey do I need to go to school to do cybersecurity and um, short answer is no and also the answer could be a yes so if you want to skip past this right now that's going to be my answer but what I'm going to do is I'm going to briefly talk about a little bit about my undergrad experience and doing CIS. And then I'm going to talk about why I'm biased and why I actually prefer the way that getting your master's is set up versus a bachelor's, right? All right, so let's really get into it, man. The year is 2010, and I've applied to... I don't, I don't think I even applied to that many schools, Um We'll skip past like kind of the backstory of I initially went to school because I wanted to be an architect. And we know how that ended out. Uh, within the first quarter, I ended up switching to computer information systems. All right, boom. Let's start right here. School. People always ask me like, hey, if I could do it over, what would I do? And I always say, I don't know. Because it's like, even though you want to get to where you're at faster, would you really appreciate it like you do? Like the lessons, the struggles, the friends, all the things that you do in college when you stay on campus shapes you as an adult. And I think that's, you know, pivotal because sometimes we see people that didn't go off to school and probably still stay with family or parents and, they struggle somewhat with being an adult because they're not used to that responsibility, right? When you go to school, it's the first time ain't nobody pulling back the curtain saying, hey, it's time to go to school. Wake up. You're going to miss your class. It's all on you. You are the master of your fate, the master of your destiny. You control that. So that mindset actually does prepare you for being an adult. 
Whereas if you're staying with somebody, they still doing what they've been doing since you've been a, a kid or whatnot. So it doesn't benefit you that much besides unless you're saving a lot of money and you got a plan. Now, if you got a plan and you stay with family, that's all good. But this is kind of what I've noticed in, in my years of living. But, uh, you know, undergrad was cool, man. I, I met a lot of people, um, did a lot of – like the biggest thing I honestly would tell people with – Degree programs that aren't necessarily make you do a clinical or making you do an internship. Like, I really feel that grad school, not grad school, I'm sorry. I really feel that undergrad and like if you're doing CIS, computer science, whatever you're doing that's related to computers, it should be mandatory that they either find you an internship or you intern at the actual school doing the role that you want to do when you come out of college. Reason being because that's going to help prepare you even more for the workforce. That's just me. But I think that's too much like right. But one of the main things you need to be doing at college is networking. Because these people that you go to school with will eventually, some of them will be either running their own businesses or working at other businesses where they potentially may have a high position. And they will remember, hey, I went to undergrad with that person. We should hire him. That's that's a cool woman. That's a cool man. It's a cool person. Hire them. That's one of the main things because check this out. In life, it's not about who you know, but who knows you. Who knows you? Ask yourself who knows you. And once you start asking yourself that, and then if you don't have a good answer to that, that means, hey, you need to get on your ground, market yourself, and you need to start networking. Undergrad gave me, like I did CIS. So my undergrad experience was a little different. It had all these different classes that you could possibly potentially do stuff when you were in IT. But it didn't really specialize in anything. And doing that is cool to introduce you to a lot of stuff, but it's dangerous if your advisors See, here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. And, um, you know. Put some respect on my name. You understand me? When y'all say my name, put some respect on it. Like, I, I, this is just dawned on me. Like, your advisors at school are really just to help you, hey, you need to take this prerequisite or this class to get in this and that or whatever or take this off so they can put you in the classes. But they don't advise your career. Now, most schools have a career center but these people work in general for most careers that people will be doing at the school. They don't specialize in what you may want to do, which can end up hurting you and make you feel like you wasted time being an undergrad. Because I went to the career fair. I got my resumes done. They looked at my resume and stuff like that. But it, it wasn't that helpful the the interviews I was getting was for like um I think Sharon Williams one time and I forgot who else but then again maybe and this is me maybe I didn't take advantage of the career center like I should have so if you are a freshman right now going into school I kind of made this for like freshmen like or you're thinking about going to school take advantage of all your resources your career centers um, resume class interview prep networking, anything that they have that you don't know, that you don't have, that you can't go to anybody in your immediate family or extended family for, 
utilize that because I know I was a, a mess when it came to interviews. Also, there were some things that I didn't like <laughs> that the interviewers asked me that are pretty stupid that I hope they're not asking people anymore. But needless to say, you know, it is what it is. Um, I took the classes. I think one of the better classes I took that was probably the best representation of kind of what I do now was my capstone class in CIS, which is a system analysis and design class, which I, at this time, after taking this class, I thought I wanted to be a system analyst, but I didn't really have all the skills needed to be a system analyst. However, this class required us to get in a group of, I think I was in a group of four. We had to find a problem, solve it, you know, come up with a solution. And, and we did. Our program, our project was, our school had a bowling alley, but they didn't have an inventory to keep like what shoes were out. So my group designed an inventory tracking system of like, hey, what you know, what shoes are out? And this went from, you know, somebody coding it, designing it, Visio. Um, we were using, I think, Microsoft Project at the time, so keeping track of the project and the task. That's the kind of things that you deal with at work because you have – no project managers and there's no assigning you jiras to do and you got to make sure you get it done you got to reach out to who you need to reach out to to get the information from them updated you know zoom calls emails tickets it's pretty much the same thing so i would probably say that probably been the most beneficial class that i took and i did not actually lean on that like i should on my resume because like i said there was nobody around to pretty much show me about like, hey, you got projects that you did, you know, in undergrad. Let's put this project on here. Let's really sell yourself. So if you do any nice project, any capstone, anything like that in your career, please, please sell yourself, man. Trust me, you you don't want to uh, miss out on that. But all in all, I would say that undergrad, um, made me a uh, part of who I was. I, I think it also helped, you know, my parents. Uh, and this is honestly, like I, you know, I like to do, be introspective and transparent with you all. I think my parents started to see me, you know, as an actual young adult over, you know, a teenager at the time. I I went into school at 18. I graduated at 21. And so that, that, that time, you know, it, I, I did a lot of things like, um, had to actually get, you know, a work study job. And then after eventually I uh, didn't have work study. So uh, my job got converted to like, it's just a, a student worker instead of work study. So that was cool. Uh, trying to, like, I think it was my last quarter, I had to find somewhere to stay. I had to stay off campus. Just a lot of different um, life things I was figuring out. Like for me, my number one thing that I learned in college is I'm resourceful. I was, I always figured out how to get home. I always figured out how to get to the store. I always figured out how to do whatever I need to do, whether I had to be cool with somebody or I could always like pay my way and, and get where I want to get. So that's pretty cool, man. I, I, I like overall, man, shout out to like the people like, you know, I've met in college that like we still cool to this day, man. Uh, shout out to, uh, let's see. I don't, you know what? I'm not going to get into that. 
because uh, they might say, ah, man, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't say your boy name, you say your girl name. So shout out to y'all, man. Y'all know who y'all are. We still talk, you know, from time to time now. Uh, but I want to say is, you know, to wrap the undergrad part up, it's like when it comes to undergrad, really make it work for you. Don't follow what undergrad tends to do. Try to figure out the best way to succeed in the undergrad and leverage your undergrad experience and degree to get what you want. So that's what I would leave you with that. With that. Now, let's um, scurry on to 2017. So by this time, I had been out of school about four years. I, I graduated in November of 2013 in my undergrad. And after that time, I started working. So back last episode, I was telling you about when I was at the knock, I decided, hey, I'm going to, I want to do grad school. I'm not doing anything currently here. And I'm still not really getting looked at the way that I want to in this job market. So maybe I don't have enough credentials, right? But I will tell you that is not always the case. See, back then, I didn't even know, hey, maybe you need to research these job descriptions and make sure you got these skills on the job description. Like, that's really what I should have been doing. But like a lot of people, I decided, hey, education is the answer. So I did my, I did my master's program at the University of Dallas, which is in Irving. It is a, I want to say it's a private university. It is a, I want to say it's a Catholic school. It's a Catholic school, but overall, it's um, it's cool, man. Like I, I remember, like uh, man, hang on. Man, these folks, these folks got got their hideous shit. No cap. Like uh, I re- I remember. I'm trying to see, like uh, okay, I got it. <laughs> Brain fart for the orientation, man. Uh, that was one day I was working on the weekend, and. My job in Addison was not that far from Urban, so I just went to my orientation, I think, on lunch or something like that. Pretty cool. I got a feel for it. I got to see uh, my building that we were in was like the newest building. Or were they finished with it yet? I can't remember. I can't remember, but I think my building was like one of the the newest business, the the business building. It was uh, it was pretty nice. Uh Good feel. It's not like a really big school uh, because our graduation was like in this big uh, church. But I think it's just the right size, just the right class amount for it not to feel overwhelming, right? So one, I think one of the first things I did, I, I reviewed the curriculum and seen what I was going to do. Uh, I had the choice to choose, choose uh, like cybersecurity and IT management, and I chose IT management uh, just because I felt like. At the time, I wasn't in cybersecurity, and I think I wanted to do something that would still let me be versatile enough to, if I had to pivot out of cyber, I could just based on my background. So that's why I didn't do that to kind of just pigeonhole myself like, oh, I'm straight in cybersecurity. No, I have a IT and technology management, a master's in IT technology management. Um, I took a lot of classes. Let me see if I can find some of these books that we had over there. Actually, over here, one sec. So we took all type of classes. Like I got process mapping and management. We got um, implementing effective IT governance and IT management. Like 
these things actually work. Like these are things that, oops, I probably can hear me. These are things that I actually still have to look at now and uh, architecture patterns. And I kept these books for a reason. Cause I was like, I would have to you know, go back and review these. I think my, let me see something. I think one of these, my professor actually wrote. No, it's not, the, it's not any of these, but I said to say the reason why I prefer a master's program over bachelor's is simply because it's more useful. You get to do things that you would possibly actually do at work all the time at school. Mostly, most thing in, in master's program is built on like leadership and a lot of group projects because most people who get a master's are people that are going to be the leaders. So you got to have those soft skills and all the work with people. Also, in my master's class, I took an emotional intelligence class like my first semester. And boy, that class was so helpful to me because it's one, it's a buzzword. I use it in interviews now when I talk about EQ, EQ, emotional intelligence, just like, you know, IQ. A lot of people don't say that in interviews, but I say it and I know it kind of sticks out. And that's because emotional intelligence is pretty much knowing how, and we're going to say to the workplace, how to respond and how to treat uh, different events. Knowing that you can't treat every event the same and you can't treat every person the same. If you want to get something out of a person, you have to kind of know a little bit about that person to get what you need out of them. Like typical phrases like um, if your manager is typically always saying, you know, you, you did a bad job today. You did not do good. You did not do good. If a manager is constantly telling, coming up to telling a person that every time they got to talk to them, they're not doing good, that's not going to be good on that person's psyche. However, if that manager is saying, hey, you are more effective when you do this, least effective when you do that, they're able to see what they're good at and then what they struggle with. And they have actionable things to work on. That's effective communicating. That's emotional intelligence. Sorry, but, you know, I had to just go ahead and throw it out there. Now, um, I think that also with grad schools, like classes were only like uh, two days a week. Uh, most of them were evening cl- uh, classes. Now, some of them were online or you had the choice to pick online I think towards the end of my tenure there. but. I didn't mind driving because I would have to leave work early and go there. And and I don't know. I'm going to probably touch on this just slightly, and then it's maybe its own episode again, just based on the economy and how things are going. I did this episode like two years ago, and I probably want to redo it about like getting laid off. I actually got laid off from the sock job while I was finishing up my master's. Um, so the con was I was laid off. The pro was that I had like way more time to focus on my work. Um, but I didn't mind like the, the drive, like I met some cool people in, in that role too. And, um, the professors, most professors I had were people that had did the things they're, t- they're teaching about when it came to, well, you know what, even the undergrad, I would say most of my professors did what they taught about. It was kind of different. Like, my, in my business class, like the, I think one of my first business classes, that professor actually ran a couple of businesses locally, so he knew how to. He was a businessman, so you know what I would say that like some professors have never did what they're teaching you about, but in my case, I had plenty of professors that had actually did it, which made it easier to listen to them. You know, giving us stories about whatever, and <laughs> the person that was over the program and 
who was the hardest teacher I had was uh, Professor Conger. She was tough, but she was fair. Came in, did your work, listened to her, and tried to, you know, not, I want to say try really hardly just got a grade. Like she graded hard, but we got out there. <laughs> uh, but I mean, that's the thing, you know, most times, and, and you also hear this too when people say this, is like when it comes to job interviews, some right? The job interview most of the time is 10 times harder than what you do on a day to day. And it's kind of just like to make sure you prepare for if something bad happens, comes your way. So I would say that's similar to what she did for us when it came to grading our projects and everything else. Like, I remember, like, we had to do, and it's cool. So check this out, right? Um, one of my, and I wonder if I could pull it up. Was it process mapping? I can't remember what class it was, but we had to come up with this project, right? And one of the first things you had to do was a, a SOW, and SOW stands for Statement of Work. Now, that was really my first time hearing of a Statement of Work. If I fast forward that around, I think a little bit after, I think I still was technically at McAfee at the time, but then I got laid off. But then I started, when I went to Optive, I started hearing them in the talk talking about the statement of work that they're providing for the clients and uh, where like, you know, had they left it to where it could be negotiable if they want another service, it could be added, but it has to be talked about. So think about that. Like right then, I didn't really know what I was doing, but it helped out. And this was, I'm not going to lie, this was hard too, because that particular class was over the summer. I had a lot going on that uh, summer of 2017 with my grandfather and me and the other person was trying to make it work with the uh, with our work. And we're just emailing each other back and forth and saying, hey, I can't do this. I can't do this. Like this was uh, kind of like real life for what you go through, at, you know, working with a, a, a co-worker sometimes. You just say, man, I got this going on. I can't really do it right now. What I'm doing is. But at the end of the day, it got to get done. And. It got done. Um, I'm talking about, I think I was in like Arkansas on a trip with my brothers for like basketball at the time, going in the car, trying to fix some stuff in Google Sheets and, you know, asking them, hey, what you think about this? Like that, that's stuff you do. Like I remember when I was a soccer league, like, you know, going on my phone on Microsoft Teams, either editing something or sending something back because they asked the question, at, you know, all times of the night. That's what it's, that's what it's like. You got to do that. So grad school is just better than, than a bachelor's, <laughs> but it is more expensive most of the time. So that's the kind. So I tend to tell people, hey, if you're going to do grad school or bachelor's, whatever, try to have a job first that does tuition reimbursement. But sometimes it's a caveat. If they reimburse you, sometimes they say, hey, you got to stay here. X amount of years just because, you know, if not, or you got to give us the money back. So just watch out for that. Um, but if where you're going to go, going to give you a big enough jump, you could probably just pay them back and go on about your way. Uh, but sticking right back on grad school uh, briefly, the grad school was like that, that next layer. I had already had the, the, help desk experience, knock experience, a sock experience. Finishing grad school kind of took me up a, a notch. When 
like when I started that role in 2018 at, at uh, Opta, I think that took me up a notch. I, I came in prepared and ready and sharp already because I had been already doing a lot of documentation processes, improvements, enterprise architecture, learning how to get people to agree with the changes you want to make. So I had been doing that already in school. So I just took it from there and actually made it practical in real life. And that's what you got to do with your teaching. Whether you're taking an online course or whatever, make it practical in your real life and your actual job. Hopefully it's related to what you're doing at your job. And I think you'll fare better. And I think that's what propelled me at that job. And I'm going to do an episode on um, how it was like when I went back to the, finally got my sock job after the layoff and, and what motivated me and how did I go that way and how did I, you know, ascend so fast? Like, we'll we'll talk about that. We will. I, but like I said, I, I owe a lot of that to, to grad school, um, to Irvin. I was in Irvin this past weekend uh, with my guy, Kenneth Ellington. Y'all seen him on the show before. If you're interested in needing, you know, some stuff, and want to learn about Splunk and Soar, check him out. He has a class, Edison Cyber Academy. I mean, of course, I'm sorry, a cohort. And uh, it's really good. So um, nothing but good reviews from it. So check him out. Um, but yeah, man, I, I, I drive through uh, like a couple of times I went back to Irvin. It always makes me think about it. Like, I hate that I'm such a reminiscent person, but it always makes me happy to think about like a happy time of when I've actually gone through that grind and then where I'm at now. And now I'm in another spot where I go back going through the grind and get to the new spot. You know, it's a circle. You can never get too complacent. You can never get too comfortable when it comes to your cybersecurity journey, because if not, you'll get left behind. The stuff of last year to two, three years ago, isn't the same anymore. You got to keep on learning. You now you got to know about automation. Now you got to know how to script. Now you got to know how to write. different rules. Now you got to learn about cloud services. Now you got to learn about all these different things. There's monsters and API. Now you got to learn a lot of different things. So for the people that do talk a lot about uh, often a break in, it depends on what role you're doing. If, you, if you're doing something, especially security related, man, it's listen, man, I don't even want to talk, man. Look, look, these people that's writing descriptions, they don't even know like what they're writing because the stuff that's on there, you don't even end up doing that work, right? Like, no cap. And this is like going up to high levels. Like, it, it's just a mess, man. But, uh, you know, appreciate y'all for rocking with me. Uh, I got some stuff in the works for real. I've been super busy. So I'm going to try to get this out as soon as possible uh, to y'all, man. Because, you know, if it wasn't for y'all, I wouldn't be growing. Uh, this is just really been an uh, introspective episode. I didn't want to bore y'all. If it's anything that I missed in this episode, let me know in the comments or not necessarily missed, but something that you have a question about. Let me know. This episode, my bad. I got away from the mic a couple of times in this episode. Uh, man, it's, <laughs> I try to stay in front of it or right by it. So it's picking me up a lot and I'm doing horrible at it. Uh, also, I'm trying this a different connection with this mic. I used to have like the XLR plug-in, but this time it's got a USB-C. So I'm going to see if, the, if I like the sound a little bit better like this, if not. Because sometimes it doesn't seem like it's loud enough sometimes when I'm doing an XLR. And I've noticed that when I've been editing. So I'm just 
dedicated to trying to give y'all better quality. But like I said, whether you're going to bachelor's or whether you're going to grad school, make the best decision for you. The one that, you know, financially feasible for you and your family, because you do have to pay these loans back and tuition for whatever reason is not going down. So just be smart about it. Like I said, you don't have to do either one, but if you like to, it can be beneficial for you. I'll put it like this. If you have, let's say it's two applicants and y'all both got the same amount of experience and same amount of skills. However, one has a master's and a bachelor's and you don't. Nine times out of 10, unless this company can't afford that person, they're going to go with the person with a little bit more education behind them. And that's because y'all were equal except the education outweighed you. So that's something you have to look at sometimes when you are looking to try to move up, unless your skills are just top notch and you um really know how to do this stuff. That could be something that swings the pendulum in somebody else's favor just because of the education that they have over you. So that's all. Um, appreciate y'all, man. Hey, like I always say, let's stay textual. It's your boy HD, and I'm out.